This is the Pete Carroll Show. All right, here we go now, here we go now, here we go. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, where the 12s hear the Hawks. The Pete Carroll Show is brought to you by Pizza Hut and the Pro Club. Now with Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, here's Dory Monson. Well, we got big one for the Seahawks as they kick off the second half of the season with Tampa Bay coming to CenturyLink on Sunday. And as he does every Friday, the coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, joins us. Hey, Coach, great to talk with you. What's up? Happy Friday. Did you have a good Halloween? Uh, yeah, I'm not big into Halloween. Now that my, my girls are grown, Pete, uh, but I, I never was uh, down with Halloween. I told my listeners this yesterday because I don't like sending my kids up to other people's houses to mooch. That's good. That's a character-building thought, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's why my girls are so strong. Well, you, you told yeah. me last week you like talking to me better after a win than anything else, so I'm glad you did right. your part to make today's conversation as great as possible. Yeah, let's go. What do okay. you got? Well, first of all, before I get into football, I thought it was cool that you started your Wednesday press conference by by paying tribute to the Sounders because you know how tough it is to climb to the top of the mountain and for them to, to make the title game three out of four years. Uh, it, it was, I thought it was wonderful that you wanted to pay tribute to that right off the bat. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a great statement about the program and the following and just the, the, just the, whole, the whole team and everything about it. I think it's a great statement. And, and, uh, and to, to beat L.A., you know, that was a big win. And, and well, we show the highlights, you know, whenever when anything's worth, worth getting out there. So our guys are kind of keeping track as well. We're rooting for them. Well, and is it weird because you're showing the highlights of the Sounders to your team, but one of your players is an owner of the team? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he doesn't say much about that. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that's a conflict of interest, though. I, I think it's just supporting our own. Okay, good deal. Uh, you said about the win in Atlanta last Sunday. You said, "I love the twenty-four nothing team," which was the score at halftime. What are the What are the lessons you teach team? Uh, what you left unsaid was, you know, the second half where you didn't perform quite to that level. So, how do you how do you make that a teaching lesson for your team? Is as you're still growing here. Well, one of the first lesson is that we we played a team that had really been struggling, and we went to their place and went out and played like crazy coming out of the locker room, and uh, which which tells me that we prepared uh, in, in championship fashion regardless of who they were, which is really you know as you remember I always talking about finding that consistency. So we respected the the opponent, we respected the opportunity, and went for it. And, and everything looked great. We just came out in second half, and they just they were on fire. We couldn't slow them down, and you know, they threw the ball over the yard. And, and you know they're really in a two-minute kind of situation for two quarters, so they got a lot of yards and all. But it just didn't feel feel right. And we I think we had the ball two series, two three and outs in the third quarter. Next time we got the ball, it was like seven or eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, you know, so yep. it was it just was a just wasn't at all like we had anticipated. We were having a blast in the locker room. We were ready to go. We were going to come out all fired up, and we just it just didn't happen. So. Just got to do a better job, make sure that we're what's about us and we're clear thinking and we execute like we need to. So, so that was your teaching lesson this week as, as you came out of that game that, uh, that, that, that consistency, because it's tough to win in the NFL. I don't care who the opponent no, is. No, no, yeah, that's, that's right. You know, the, 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 the real lesson is that it, it ain't, you know, how you start, you know, and then we started great and, and all of a sudden we're in a dogfight, you yeah. know, and so you have to finish the game. You got to, you know, carry the, the execution throughout and not be uh, affected by 
the results. And that's that's where you know the, the whole thing we talked about is not passing judgment. You know, don't pass judgment. Just keep playing. And you know, maybe in there in our subconscious, you know, we just we thought we relaxed a little bit, and all of a sudden they look like they're world beaters, and we can't slow them down. So. Um, but there, there's really good lessons there. I love the the first part of it that we matched up sure. with the opportunity and we played really well. We got the game in hand and, and uh, in, in essence won the football game, uh, you know, by our, the good execution early on. But we were holding on at the end. When I say that it's tough to win in the NFL, yeah, I, do you ever feel like you're a bit of a victim of your own success? Because you know some people aren't happy with six and two, and and you know I think about. You know, these other teams have coaches that are spending 18-hour days to prepare, and they got they got guys who are, you know, were college All-Americas on their roster. And and it's, it's almost like some people take this consistent run of excellence that you've had for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. Some people almost take it for granted and, and just want more and more and more. Well, I, I think one of the things that, that we have created is, Teams that play us know that they're playing a good team, and so they've got to prepare, they've got to get ready, and they've you know they've got to plan for us, and that that helps us every week. We have to keep playing really well. It was no different back in college. You know, we knew that teams were taking a shot at us all the time, and we had to be ready. And we it, it, it kept us really consistently focusing because we knew we were going to get great a, a great effort from the team, you know, the opponent. So. Yeah. Um, in that regard, we have to be on it every single week to keep to keep going, you know, and, and that's good for us. That, those expectations, those standards, that mentality is, is, you know, what hopefully keeps you going and keeps you on top. One of the, the, the great pieces of news that came out of that game was Bobby Wagner becoming Seahawks' all-time leading tackler. Eugene Robinson had held that record for 24 years. And, you know, we've watched Bobby his whole career, but tell me some things about him both on and off the field, that make him such an extraordinary part of your team? It is the overall character of the guy. You know, he, he, everything he does, he's consistent. He presents himself just so well in all aspects of his life uh, with, with really high expectations. He, he holds himself to a really high standard. Uh, he, he prepares like, like a true champion, and he's just on his game you know, week in and week out, month after month, year after year. And that's why he's a guy that's positioned himself, you know, to, in, to be the all-time tackler in the history of, of a franchise. And he, he's going to set a record that nobody's going to break. I can't imagine anybody getting catching up with him. You know, maybe somebody comes along sometime, but he's going to put those numbers so far out there just because of how he is made and, and how he presents uh, this, this wonderful, you know, person and, and athlete and performer and, and competitor and, and all that. So, He's a great one. And in every single sport, there are guys who who sign the big contract that that you know generational family money contract, and you never really know how they're going to respond to it. But it seems like with Bobby Wagner, there has, that that has not affected him one iota in the player he is, and the teammate he is, and and the leader he is for you. Yeah, you're right about that. You know. You know, take it in baseball. Those guys sign those huge contracts. They come back and hit a buck ninety eight next year. Yeah, know? yeah. And, and what, what happened? You know, 
Um, this is, uh, and, you know, another one was Tyler, and you look at Russell. These guys have all really responded, um, you know, with their new deals and, and, and come back at their very best. And, and I think it's a real tribute to the individual guys. They're just marvelous kids. And, and you can see why we're, we're anxious and, 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 uh, and pleased to, to sign the big deals with these guys is because of their makeup and who they bring, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis. It's really, they're really special. Have you acquired a talent with all your years of doing this now of, of recognizing whatever character is inside the guys who are not going to be affected negatively at all. I mean, you mentioned Russell and Tyler and, and now Bobby, of course. Um, are you good at seeing that ahead of time? Do you ever get surprised by that? Well, I, 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 I think, you know, there's some wins and some losses, you know, and I mean, the same thing in recruiting over the years, you know, yeah. is the guy going to be the guy you thought you were getting, you know, and, and all that. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty good at it. You know, we're patient. We, we, we take our time and, and don't try to rush to judgment at any time. And, and, uh, and, and also we're coaching guys through the, 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 the time, the rebound of the effect, you know, and we, I feel like, you know, these guys change, they change over time. They change over the years, you know, that things can, can adjust in their lifetime and, and, and you have to stay ahead of that. I mean, you know, the guys are getting married, they're buying houses, they're having kids, you know, they're, they're, they're signing big contracts, you know, the, the, their world can shift, you know, and, and so, um, it, it is it is something we're always looking at. We're looking at the consistency. How does the guy respond? Try to understand how he's going to react so that we know who we're dealing with and, and so that we can help them be really good at, at being themselves. And so it's all part of it. I don't know whether I'm good or bad at it. I don't know. But um, we're hitting pretty good right now for these last few guys. Yeah, you have. Sure. Yep. I, I feel really good about that. And well, you should. All right, Coach, hold on. Pete Carroll's going to spend the rest of the half hour with us. We will talk more about the game coming up this Sunday against Tampa Bay. A game you'll hear right here in your home, the Seahawks, 97.3 Cairo FM. Our conversation with the coach will continue as the Pete Carroll Show rolls on here on the Dory Monson Show. Seahawk coach Pete Carroll is with us. They take on Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon, CenturyLink Field. You'll hear it right here on 97.3 Cairo FM. First half of the season over now, Coach. Good time to take inventory. What's been, I'm not going to say biggest surprise because uh, I assume you're rarely surprised anymore, but but what pleases you the most about your team in the first half? Well, it's really the uh, the mentality of these guys, you know, and our ability to keep working hard every day and with, with a really good outlook. Um, we have a chance to have a really good season here, and, and these guys are in it, and they're, they're working really consistently. They really care. They bring themselves, you know, they bring their lunchbox every day now, and, and so we're getting great consistency out of their their input, and so that that's really important. And, and it, it, with the leadership that we have and the young guys following in and kind of stepping along with it, we have a chance to have a really good team and, and for the next couple of years. You can see it, you know, and, and so um, I think that's that's – it, it was showing itself in the off season. It kind of coming out of last year. We felt it in the off season. It showed, and I think these guys are establishing that. I mean, now we got to finish that too, you know. And, and that's just because what we've done so far it doesn't mean anything. We got to keep going. But uh, I, that's what I like best about us, and I, I think we have a lot of potential, you know. And, and we have a lot of young competition too that that will emerge in the next couple of years. These guys are battling for playing time now, so um, there's a lot of positives there. Flip side of that, what's the area where you have the most growth potential now? Well, I, I think we can we can be more consistent in in, in uh, really in, in just all across the board. Um, we're trying to find you know more of an effect with our pass rush, 
and, and the effect we're having on the quarterback, that's something that we're, we're working at that we'll get better at, and we're going to continue to emphasize it's so important in the game, you know. And so that's, that's uh, probably the biggest single area that we're, we're, you know, we're working at. Um, but we've got to just find our consistency and just stay on week after week after week. There you go. Okay, a um, little bit about injuries. I know that you know you, Will Disley. You told me how heartbroken you were a couple of weeks ago, and now you lose your center, Justin Brett, to an ACL. Though, I mean, we know how important the center is—just the rock in the middle there—and how big a deal is this for you? Well, it, it is. It's significant. You know, he's a, he's been a great factor on, on our teams over the years, and he's been so consistently in the middle of everything. You know, and just been a one of the fellas, you know, and, and uh, love the way he works and the mentality he brings and all that. He's been great, you know, and so you're going to miss that. And I don't think we'll replace Justin Britt. I, I think we'll, we're going to go with the next guy, which is Joey Hunt. And fortunately, uh, you know, I can rave about Joey's preparation and his work ethic, his smarts, uh, the continuity that he'll allow us to, to maintain because of uh, his communication skills and all of that. Um, he's he's a you know he's been battling for four years with us and really waiting for his chance and so now he'll he'll get in there he's going he's different he's built different he plays different uh, differently than, than Justin did, did did but um, but he's got his way he's a really powerful guy that's really good leverage and he's got really good technique and stuff uh, he'll have his ways to to be successful too. How are you looking with other injuries as you hit the end of the week here? I know you announced you had to put Tedrick Thompson on injured reserve. How about some of those? I mean, safety is a position where you've been hit pretty hard. Lano Hill, Bradley McDougald, Quandre Diggs. How are all them looking? Yeah, uh, Bradley made it back and, and and he'll be ready to play. Um, you know, a full a full game for us. Uh, Lano Hill, not yet. Um, he's another week or so. He's, he he did start to practice here at the end of the end of the week. Uh, Quandre Diggs just he had a hamstring that just wasn't right, so we just have to wait it out um, to get him. And, and uh, next week will be a really important week for him to come back, and so we'll, we'll see how he can fit in. Um, Quentin Jefferson is still a guy that we're, we're trying to get back out. He, he had a pretty good uh, oblique strain, and it, when you're a defensive lineman, that's a big factor. You know, when you're trying to torque guys and use your upper body power and strength, and so that's factored into his play right now. How about Ed Dixon, who's trying to make his first game back from knee surgery? How's he looking? Yeah, Ed practiced all week, and, and uh, you know we'll t- we'll take a look at game time if we can if we can get him up or not just before that. And and uh, but he, he made a really good comeback after a long time off, uh, and he's close. So um, he, again, he got made through the week through the week and, and did well. So we'll see what happens here game time and into next week. Tell me a little bit about Tampa Bay. Uh, their coach Bruce Arians has the best record of any coach at CenturyLink Field. He's 4-1 and one when he was coaching Arizona. As the competitor in you, does that get you fired up when uh, when some guy that comes into your home field and has a winning record like that? Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he he's pretty proud of what he's done here, and so I wouldn't mind him having to go home, fly across the country, you know, without a win this weekend. So we're going to, we're going to do the best we can to get that done. Um, he's a really good coach and, and he's got a real style about him, a lot of, a lot of charisma and all. And, and uh, he's fun to, to coach against, you know, we beat him down their, their place too a lot. So, uh, um, well, I'd like to get this thing, kind of put the thing to rest here. There you go. Okay, uh, their quarterback, Jameis Winston, you always tell me turnovers come in bunches. He's been prone to, to some turnovers. Is, is that something that you think your defense could take advantage of? Well, they, they are a downfield throwing football team, you know, and, and so that takes some time. It does give you a chance to get to the QB a little bit. They've had, they have been sacked quite a few times, you know, 28 or so. 
and he's got he's got a pretty good number of picks. So hopefully we can we can you know make that jump up a little bit. Uh, it's a it's an important part of this game when you play these guys. He's a big arm thrower. He can throw the ball all over the field, and he's got terrific receivers. Uh, and we'll see if the tight end comes back as well, uh, OJ Howard. Um, so they're 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 hard to deal with. Um, it's a tough team. It's a good style. They, they have the best rushing defense in the NFL. Yep. Um, and, and you can see why they're really physical and uh, up front and in the middle. And, and so we've got we've got a really big challenge in, in getting these guys. I don't care what the record is. They look pretty good. Okay. I know it's first game of the second half of the season. I you like breaking the season into those little digestible chunks. You know, you talk about the first quarter after four games, the first half. Uh, you, you seem to really have good messaging with that. Well, I think it does, you know, there, there's a storyline to it, you know, and, and, and it gives us uh, a clarity, you know, otherwise it's, we're, we're already uh, 12 games into this, you know, playing football games this year, you know, and with the 12 more out there for us, you know, so there's a, uh, you, I think you got to find your focus, you know, and, and, and help the guys uh, take it in segments so they can deal with it and kind of uh, digest, you know, what we're after and how we're, how the challenges are proposed or present themselves and all that. So, uh, it, it is helpful to, to do that. So we are. We're starting the finish is what this is all about. All right. First game of the second half. Pete, have a great game on Sunday, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Good luck to Sounders, too, huh? Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you, Coach. Yeah. Pete Carroll joining us as he does every Friday. We are going to check the news for you here at the top of the hour. And then the Fast 15 coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show.